0: So in three, two, one. Hey gang, welcome to the second season of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. From everyone at Epilogue, we hope you enjoyed your month-long break. I'm your host, Ben Vollmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Marcos Carmona and Dakota Trammell. Guys, it's been a very long time since we had a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) The enthusiasm
1: from both of you. (laughs)
0: um so i do want to talk a little bit about uh some changes that we'll be making going into season two and uh you know of course we'll continue to tweak this stuff as as we go along um but first and foremost we are doing some small formatting changes we are going to continue to focus our podcast on on discussion um based questions that either you guys send to us or maybe you know one of us is particularly interested in for instance this week we'll be talking about video game nostalgia um why it has become so effective in terms of uh video game marketing and you know what what is the process that has led to things like the PlayStation Classic that uh was announced since our our last break and uh you know the SNES mini or or things like that We'll also be talking um, a, a little bit about uh, the, the news before each discussion segment. So we'll usually pick whatever we find most relevant. Again, we want this to, to be a larger meta-analysis of things. We're not necessarily a news podcast, but not talking about things like Telltale's closure would, would probably be negligence from, from our perspective because of how it fits into video games as a whole. Uh, And then we also, as you may have already noticed, have some audio changes. Um, We all are using the same microphone at this point, so the consistency should be a little better than it was last season. But if you notice that one of us is louder than the other, or maybe you can't quite understand uh, one of our our three co-hosts, then please do uh, send us feedback. That'd be particularly important for us early on as we try and tweak things. And then lastly, we are moving toward uh, a more consistent length in show, so you'll notice that we, we try and keep about the same amount of time per segment every week, and that will hopefully lead to podcasts that are, are less than an hour, but you know, no shorter than about 45 minutes. So that way there's consistency as to what you guys can expect, and you don't ever have to sit through a, a two-hour podcast. And then the last thing that we'll be doing is at the end of every show we'll be talking about a code game and at the end of the at the end of the podcast you can message any of the 3 of us and get a small reward for mentioning the code game to us so this is basically our thank you to to all of you guys for for listening in. And again everyone, thank you for your your patience over the month long break. We we took some time to make sure that uh everything we were doing was of the utmost quality or at least at what we, the three of us are capable of. And uh, hopefully season two will reflect that. So again, thank you for your patience. Now let's break into the, uh, the more juicy stuff. Dakota, what was the best thing that you played over the course of the last month or two uh, since we last podcasted?
2: The best thing I've played. That's a toughie. I'd have to say mm, maybe Octopath Traveler.
0: Really? And so I don't know this for sure, but when I was watching you stream Octopath, this was a game we were talking about, I think released pretty shortly after we took a break. You uh, yeah. seemed pretty pretty frazzled by the ending, which is something that a lot of people... Um... I was
2: just salty at a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so, I i was i'm pretty i'm still i i I have to say i haven't technically beat the game yet because i'm still pissed at that boss but (laughs) i've played a lot of games and i think that, that one stands out to me
0: what about it stands out
2: i don't know i just like all the characters and i like all the enemies and the bosses and the world it managed to build okay
0: justified uh marcus what about you what's the best thing you've played
1: Probably the Forsaken DLC for Destiny Two.
0: Yeah, you seem really into that. Um, yeah. This isn't a surprise to anybody who's listens to our podcast. I'd say like we spend an inordinate amount of time talking about Destiny because of your interest in it. I think Destiny, even with some strong DLC, is something that's kind of dropped off the from the public eye. I don't think it's quite um, it's it's quite made its mark the same way that Destiny One did. But for the first time, seemingly ever. Destiny fans of Destiny seem happy after Forsaken.
1: Yeah, we weren't screwed. Yeah. Sorta. Of.
0: <laughs> so explain exactly what they added with Forsaken and and why it was so good.
1: It's basically another campaign with more strikes, a whole new raid, um, balance changes, light levels got increased. It was it's basically a renewal sort of deal. Good. A lot of things changed, tons of things changed. So, and it, you mentioned this it won't a lot be. More like Destiny 1. Say that again? It feels a lot more like Destiny 1, the way that guns worked and how you mess with it. Okay. Like and how you level up.
0: This isn't the first, or this isn't the last DLC that they'll be adding.
1: No, there are two more, I believe, for this season. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, uh, the, I, I had a tough time answering this. I've played a lot of really good things. I've been doing Sony September on my stream, which was, uh, I got, let's see uh i played jack and daxter i've played sly cooper um i'm playing through spider-man but i think the best thing that i've played through is god of war it's it's hard for me yeah it's just i there's no doubt in my mind that that's going to be a game of the year contender when things are all said and done and uh i i think even with like red dead redemption there's just not a good way for me to have that narrative topped i liked the gameplay i thought the game was gorgeous uh You know everything was everything about the animation system was beautiful but the the story felt so impactful and tight to me it reminded me a lot of the last of us Um, not just because of the whole companion characters i don't think but it took this this big big massive universe and like really dialed it down into something small and digestible so God of War is probably a, uh, a top-tier contender right now for for my game of the year, but I have I've played a lot of good games. I'm excited about um, Mega Man 11 and Red Dead Redemption. Dakota, is there anything in the next couple of months that you're particularly excited about?
2: Uh, new, or can it be anything?
0: I guess it can be anything, sure.
2: I'm excited to play. I really want to play Persona 5. I really want to play God of War, um, Smash everyone's excited for smash yeah um gris yeah i think it's called gris a switch game
0: i don't know anything about that one
2: and it's like a indie platformer game that they're coming out on switch with let me double check Mm -hmm. that that's the right name
1: okay marcos what about you um i mean for sure soul caliber six that's the biggest thing on my radar right now um I would also say for sure smash black ops 4 is also a big one
0: so this is kind of a weird conversation because the last time we spoke i would say that black ops 4 Not i know you were excited for it but the general public seemed pretty turned off
1: oh for sure yeah
0: and and that has switched so if you're if you rely on us solely to uh to get your gaming news or the the beat of of how gamers everywhere are feeling then things have switched pretty quickly. Um, I think the idea of the, the season pass being announced so early, definitely, for me, it's still keeping me from totally buying in. But they released the uh, the Battle Royale game mode. It's called uh, Blackout, right? Yeah, Blackout. Yeah, and people seem to really love that. I, from everything I saw, it just looks like this will be the definitive Uh, Battle Royale experience Unless uh, with that huge Gigantic Fortnite caveat Of unless you really Like the whole building uh, You know like the cartoony environment That Fortnite is You know made so popular so um, For sure I think it's going to compete
1: If anybody's interested in that Which one? Battlefield they have their uh, I forget what they called their uh, Battle Royale mode but They have it
0: they have talked they have much talked less much about less. the Battle Royale mode. Um, for sure. Yeah.
1: I think they're going to set up a beta for it. I remember hearing something like that. I'm sure. Or would... uh, the regular multiplayer. Seems like it would be a Just mistake to do anything else. Funny, yeah.
0: So Dakota uh, went ahead and posted this. This is Gris, yeah. Uh, this is from Venture Beat Gris could become one of the Switch's prettiest games. It does look, it has it look, has a nice little look to it.
2: It has a very it. like journey-esque feel. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Let me see. I'll open it.
0: A nice little red glaze. So now that we've talked a little bit about um some games that we're excited for, games that we've been enjoying. Let's do a little a little uh quiz show real quick. So we'll be doing for the most part we'll be doing two of these per per week. Now, one will be at the beginning, one will be at the end. The, this week, we we're only gonna have one. Uh, that's because we just didn't have time to, to ask people to send in questions. So this week, the, this is just from me. This is after some, um, and this is no, I'm not trying to be funny here, but some detective work. Uh, <laughs> so here's our, our, our quiz question. And I believe Marcos won last season by two points. So we'll let him go first this season uh, and see if Dakota can get off to a good start this one's tricky which of the following so I I should contextualize all of this with uh, Telltale had a CSI series of which they had three separate seasons and each season had five episodes at least sometimes there was like a hidden episode at the end uh, the PS2 believe it or not had like a had its own exclusive episode of CSI so each of these episodes has a really corny name, and I wanted to ask you guys if you could identify which, was, which of these was not a real episode title. So which of the following was not a real episode uh, title of Telltale's CSI series? Was it A, Daddy's Girl? Was it B, First Person Shooter? Was it C, Pressing A for Murder? Or was it D, Boss Fight? Marcos, which of these is not real?
1: Uh, which was the daddy one? A, that was daddy's girl. I'll say A. Okay. Dakota?
2: So there was daddy's girl, boss fight, uh, first person shooter. Yeah. What was the third
0: one? Pressing A for yeah. murder.
2: Oh, I, that's a fun name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say all of those kind of like fit in a theme except for daddy's girl.
0: Okay, so we're both going A? Yeah. Yeah, so Daddy's Girl was a real episode title. Not only was it a real episode title, it was the episode title of their first CSI <laughs> series. So they just jumped right into it. Um, and they, for the most part, most of their titles had like weird video game puns. It was really, <laughs> really a bad. So pressing A <laughs> oh, for murder no. was the correct answer. It was not a real episode. I concocted that one.
2: That's a fun one, though,
1: yeah, just like Agatha christie shit what
0: all do
2: you of guys? them sounded sounded like and fit like they fit a theme except for the daddy's girl they're right. all kind of yeah. that
0: that was my red herring for sure, um so if you guys were able to get this one right, make sure to let us know in our uh our comment section of the podcast, or you can let us know in our discord or whatever if if you're some kind of video game genius, what was the what was the old um it was like you can't stump. The, there was a there was an old trivia show with, like, Ben Stein. Do either of you guys remember that? I'm a little older than both of you, so you I'm may not remember. I'm the
2: youngest of all of us, so...
0: Yeah, I, well, a I... Ben Stein? Yeah, do you thing? remember? He had, like, he's, like, Stump the Stein or something like that. <laughs> I'm stupid. Uh, it was a really bad game show, but basically people would be brought on to see if they could, like, out-compete Ben Stein in a game <laughs> of trivia. It was really bad. Uh anyway so that's our that's that's this week's uh trivia question win we'll ben stein's
1: money what was it called that's the name of the trivia win ben stein's money
0: okay well there you go uh <laughs> so dumb yeah um so we already talked about some of the games that we were playing now let's i i hate to do this but i think it's it's probably important for us to go ahead and break the show. With what I think was the biggest game news uh, since our last podcast, and that was the closing of Telltale. So this is a very long and nuanced story that we're going to try and break down in about five minutes. Um, so, Dakota, if if you could, what is your best estimate of what what the hell happened here, and can you, can you explain this at all, or is this just
2: wait, this blindside? Yeah. Um. I mean. It, it, I mean. It, it was pretty much a huge shock i think to everybody because it's like they're literally in the they just started off their walking dead season and all of a sudden hey guys we're closing down bye and they lay off everybody
0: the timing of it was so funky
2: yeah like that nobody could have ever expected them like if someone was predicting they were going to shut down it wasn't in the middle of their walking dead final season right (laughs) right after they had launched it um And I mean, I don't, I don't know that it's something that still surprises me. Like, they just went and shut down. Like, Telltale's dead. Right right now, Telltale doesn't exist no more except for the purpose of finishing The Walking Dead, which I think is questionable.
1: I was going to say, are they even finishing it? I thought that was like, I thought they were done
2: they confirmed that they are going to at least finish out the season, which I think it would have been better not to finish it out personally. Um, Because I think a lot of workers who got fired in the process of, you know, this whole Telltale scandal shenanigans, uh, aren't going to get paid now for obviously their work against. Uh, On that game, I would
0: have... To just kind of contextualize what Dakota is saying here, they... Uh, apparently uh, uh, telltale closed midseason which was bizarre like and no not
2: even midseason right the first episode launched done
0: i think the second and, episode launched didn't it or maybe they it announced was, it and then released the second they announced they would
2: keep going and with that announcement they put out the second episode
0: okay so they they put out the second episode and then uh pretty much said that after that they weren't going to produce any more episodes they even closed off the ability to buy the season pass and then news after that broke that telltale hadn't been paying its workers and that their workers weren't going to get a severance package after being let go. Um, and that kind of changed the feeling of like, okay, we're empathetic for telltale too. we're empathetic for the developers that were working for telltale. Not that you aren't already, you know, um, able to sympathize with people who have been fired. I think everybody can on some level, but, uh, you know it it was just this brutal shock that telltale this massive company that everybody thought was on the top of the world a couple of years ago um all of a sudden is just dead in the ground no attempts for anybody to buy them at least public ones i think dakota was it you who was like hypothesizing the possibility of ubisoft sweeping in there and i don't know if that i was don't you think it something.
2: was me i think it was someone else but i feel like there's probably attempts for where companies tried to buy them and they probably refused. Yeah. Said, now we're good. There's no way no one tried to buy Telltale.
0: I think that's a good point too. It's The, the real question just becomes why? <laughs> like, if, if people did try to buy Telltale out um, and the properties that they own, why, why is this still happening? So I think there's just so many questions um, to be answered here. And I, I did my best. If you guys want to check it out, uh, I wrote a, a pretty... Um, a pretty long article about telltale's closing and if there was any good way to really understand what happened here and i I think ultimately it's just us guessing, but the it can pretty much be boiled down to telltale was poorly managed, and they tried to spread themselves too thin um and as a result, I think not only did their games suffer uh you know as is evidenced by things like Guardians of the Galaxy, which got less than fantastic reviews their game of thrones series which i thought was pretty good but you know i don't think lived up to walking dead or you know even their borderland series so marcos do you think this could be easily explained by mismanagement or do you think this kind of this kind of game this kind of genre just can't really exist on that level um of producing so many games
1: i think it can exist for sure i think it's just a mismanagement I think something happened between some, I don't know, I don't know how payroll works there. I don't know how developers get paid. I don't know what, how that stuff works, but I think the genre itself is pretty self-sufficient.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's almost like the name sells itself. Um, So things like Walking Dead, Guardians of the Galaxy, like those are things people will buy just based on, on name recognition. So after doing a little research, I found that these are, these IPs, like, uh guardians what are some other ones there's they just recently bought stranger things which i can imagine yeah. was expensive is it
2: real
1: they just yeah. no they
2: did they just got stranger things Oh
1: wow. yeah, uh, yeah netflix. Us, right? say that again i think that was one the wolf among us that yeah, was them too that right? was the
0: fable series mm-hmm. yeah and dakota what were you saying about netflix
2: netflix still plans to do a stranger things game obviously just not with telltale now
0: right so hmm. Uh, for anyone
2: that was disappointed they're like yeah. oh no no stranger things game nope it, it'll still happen It'll still Just...
0: happen with somebody else so i think you know if you evaluate how expensive these things are it's even if you assume that every game was selling as well as walking dead i'm not sure that these kind of games are ever going to make up the amount of money that it took to buy these ips out to make games of i don't i don't know the relationship like does George R.R. R. Martin want to sell Game of Thrones to for somebody else to make? Or is it more of a George R.R. Martin says, hey, you know what would help us both if I just let you use this IP to make a game? I think it's probably somewhere in between. And, you know, all the same, it's just costing them a lot of money to be able to make these games in the first place.
2: George R.R. So Martin's not giving up his Game of Thrones IP. Game of Thrones sells itself.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> they, they had to pay a pretty penny to get that game, yeah, to get that I, title.
1: I think that's not one totally of the right. ones
2: they were they that's not one that they had to you know negotiate on that's you're giving them their money or they're not he's not biting
0: right and so if we assume Dakota's right here then that that probably means that they were spending more than they were making and they you know this is a really nuanced topic I think you know we we talk a lot about growth like it's not just enough in video games to be making money. In fact, sometimes companies aren't making money, but you have to be growing at a rapid pace, and it's almost like Telltale took that way too much to heart and was just like trying everything that they they could to to grow, 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 and then Especially, finally, go ahead. The go. Wolf Among
2: Us like did awesome. Wolf Among Us did like really really well, and then they had The Walking Dead, which just blew up. Right. So it's like two plus two. We we're good. We're doing fine, but they. Uh,
0: yeah. They weren't doing fine. Yeah, and a no. couple a couple of years ago they even I think decided to scale down a little bit and I think that was probably the right decision just made too late and uh that was when they announced like uh the Wolf Among Us season 2. They announced that they'd be closing The Walking Dead like this was going to be the last season.
2: So It sucks that The Wolf Among Us never got its second season cuz that's that's the only game that I've really seen from them. And that's like one of their most popular ones between like, you know, of course there was the walking dead, but then it was like Wolf Among Us is second popular.
0: I think that's Everyone. the one fans probably wanted most. Yeah. Yeah. Season two.
2: It was real sad to see that never got a second season. Cause it's really old at this point.
0: All right. So let me ask you guys a quick question before we move on. Um, obviously this is a, I, I just want to emphasize that first and foremost, I do not give a shit about the company telltale, especially after learning all of the things that we have about their management. Um, I very much care about the developers who are crafting these games. I, I think that it's it's important to remember that the that video game developers are in a really, really tight spot. Uh, they don't know how long their jobs are going to last. They work overtime. They're not always properly paid this if anything you know when we talk about like the meta the meta analysis of the game industry here like that's the takeaway for me is like this is really i mean the whole thing just feels exploitive and even then they couldn't they couldn't survive so something something is going on here um and i think you know yes this was a huge shock but i i don't think this is going to be the last time we see something like this uh companies are really going to have to tighten up and and figure out okay here's how we survive and here's how we we you know we properly pay our developers and i think we're a long way off from that point right now but this may have been like the boiling point for all of that so let me ask you guys a question you know with all of that kept in mind um but you talked about uh the second season of wolf among us dakota Mm -hmm. um you know there was also the final season here which i do want to i do i just really quickly want to clarify i don't think it's a for sure thing that walking dead is going to happen i think they said they were going to do their best to do it and then people were like well hey make sure you pay your workers first uh yeah and then like that whole thing broke so i don't know for sure that anything is confirmed yet but yeah
2: that's exactly i was in a discord you know someone posted oh hey look they they plan on at least maybe finishing it up and they posted the second episode i was like "Well." I hope they're paying their workers for the work they put. Because, I mean, obviously, the second game was probably done to some degree. They they put out the first. The second game was probably, the second episode was done to a degree. The third episode was probably, you know, they the things that needed done to them were probably, you know, bug fixes. Just checking up on little things, you know? So I was like, they probably aren't going to, they've already been fired. They probably aren't going to get paid for that, even though they already put in all the work to make it. They fired them and are pretty much putting out their work and now they don't have to pay nobody. That seems shady to me.
0: I mean, it just seems dumb. It, like, they could have given these people jobs until the season was over. Like, it mm-hmm. paid the people properly. Give everybody what they want with closure and then be like, okay, you know, we wanted to do Wolf Among Us. It's just not possible. And then and this is
2: before th- the lawsuit, you know, came right. out. Yeah. There's
0: was, a lawsuit now? Yeah, the There's- workers. Failure. Mm-hmm. The workers are suing Telltale. So, okay, we have to move on, but I do want to ask just a quick yes or no question. Dakota, do you think that there's any possibility that any of these IPs, I'm not just talking about Wolf Among Us or, uh, you know, Stranger Things, which Netflix is retaining. They haven't given it to anybody else. Or Game of Thrones. Do you think that we ever see anybody else pick up this exact same Telltale style and maybe even continue something like Wolf Among Us? Again, just a quick yes or no so we can move on.
2: Um, No.
0: No. Marcos? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Well, hopefully, fingers crossed that this isn't the last time we see a choose-your-own-adventure for big IPs. Like, this, I don't want that to go away. Keep this in mind. I, You know, I'm not exactly thrilled with Telltale right now. I think all three of us would agree we'd love to see the genre continue on in some capacity. So, let's move on to the next bit of news. I'm actually going to morph these two things, Dakota, so that you and I can uh, properly just be excited for a moment. I'll, and I'll, I'll talk about this first. Animal Crossing was announced uh, for Switch. <laughs>
2: I thought you were about to mock me and talk about Harry Potter. No,
0: I, well, okay, that's what I'm talking about next, so.
1: <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to, like, it was a little sarcastic. You didn't have sarcasm in your voice, but I thought that's what it was. No, no,
0: no, to no. You. I So I wanted, to, I wanted to let you have your moment under the sun about the Animal Crossing announcement. Of course, there's not much we can take from this announcement. It was just a quick trailer. But...
2: 2019, Animal Crossing. That's all that matters. Next year is my year.
0: Yeah, it's very <laughs> so excited. <laughs> um so oh yeah, so I think you know, more more than anything, uh big announcement Animal Crossing Dakota was finally heard by Nintendo, so I'm happy for her. And then Marco's yesterday, I I, I was Marco was witnessed this firsthand. Uh Harry Potter had a leaked trailer. So I shouldn't say oh. Harry Potter had a leaked trailer. A a Harry Potter RPG was leaked via YouTube yesterday, and it it was apparently like a a, a focus test group that <laughs> let somebody accidentally record something on their phone. Then it was uploaded. <laughs> Regardless, it does appear that Harry a Harry Potter game RPG, a Harry Potter RPG, is being developed. Um, there is a lot to unpack about the Harry Potter announcement. I'm gonna go ahead and wait, play this one safe until it's been absolutely confirmed. But okay, a- but they
2: warner bros did take the that leaked video down
0: they did but they did but but, but that
2: could be they just made they might have just taken it down because harry potter it's harry potter they harry don't it
0: could have been the music i don't but know i'm just could
2: have.
0: It, it could be it could be legit it could be legit it's probably I, if you watch it's the trailer pretty legit yeah so what do you say marcos yeah i quit again quick yes or no is this
1: hundred percent it's real
0: god i want to believe so badly (laughs) i think it is i just am having a hard time getting my hopes up this is you know obviously i've mentioned this on the podcast this is the game i think in the same vein that like dakota wants uh you know an animal crossing for switch this is kind of my dream game so you know keep an eye out on this uh go watch that that little um trailer if you can still find it because it actually looked pretty good for like a, a test group obviously it's early in development and stuff like that looked pretty good So a lot to be excited about there. And then the last thing. So I don't, I don't really expect Marcos or Dakota to have followed this or many of our listeners, but I wanted to talk about something that I think, again, you know, just looking at video games from a larger, um, you know, a a meta point of view, Vivendi, which is a, a European, uh, goodness, like a stock trading group, I think, um, announced just recently that they're selling off all of their ubisoft stock now a couple of years ago there were reports that vivendi was going to do pretty much anything that they possibly could to overtake ubisoft now vivendi has taken over other companies um before for brief periods of time i think including oh I, I i may be wrong here somebody can correct me um but v, uh, vivendi i think took over konami too and obviously we had that they're a huge group. And so obviously, um in the past, what they've done is they consume these these big video game groups and then they pretty much just sell them off. Like say goodbye to all these franchises we love. They they just will nickel and dime consumers um, until everything is killed. And so Ubisoft for two years did everything they could to put this off, uh to put off the Vivendi purchasing. And finally, Vivendi gave up uh just last week. So stuff like this is things, you know, we don't normally pay attention to, to things like this. But this is really good news. Yeah. more um,
2: for skills.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've talked a lot about how much I like Ubisoft. So uh, big win for them. Big win for Ubi. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break and thank some of our patrons. And then when we come back, we'll talk about video game nostalgia. Um, and why we think that's so so important to the development of video games and other things like video game consoles and then we'll we'll leave you guys uh with with our our code game of the week before we head off so thanks again for listening and we'll be right back this episode of the epilogue gaming podcast is brought to you by our patreon members a special shout out to roy master ford blister agent Finx the dragon slayer daniel coker grayson page matt buchanan sin realization ryan coombs and tina jameson on behalf of epilogue we'd also love to thank our midnight tier members x creations who you can find on twitch.tv slash x creations josh who you can find on twitch.tv slash and disney lover for life who is on a never-ending quest to get to disneyland if you'd like you can support our patreon account at patreon.com slash gaming for as little as one dollar a month Thank you for your continued support. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're we're gonna break into our discussion segment of this week's podcast. And so we, as soon as we finished season one, we really thought hard about some, some discussion matter that would, uh, you know, again, really help paint a picture of how video games are the way they are. Why are they developed this way? Why do people buy video games? Why do we enjoy video games so much? And one of the th- the first things that I think came to mind for all of us, except Dakota, apparently, as I'm learning <laughs> more about, is is nostalgia. Uh, video games, for for a lot of us, particularly those of us who are older than, like, I don't know, 20 years old, um, there we have a lot of nostalgia for video games. Uh, we think about times when we played them as kids, when we played them with friends. Maybe it was, you know, our freshman year in college or our senior year of high school or, you know, when we... First, unpack that console under a Christmas tree or or whatever. Um, I think that there's a lot of nostalgia for video games. And there's actually research that shows that for some reason, nostalgia is much more relevant and can be elicited much easier in video games. So this week we wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um Marcos, can you just really quickly define nostalgia in like the loosest way possible?
1: the Uh, loosest way possible yeah like the
0: easiest way for everybody to understand like what is nostalgia
1: when you look back at something and enjoy it it. you're looking back at something that you really liked it's not something that you hated it's something that you look back with a good feeling
0: yeah like fond memories of right yeah um so sort of the idea that you miss the way things were um and one of the the primary the the primary reasons that we you know this is all kind of psychological and not necessarily a whole lot to do with video games in particular. But one of the reasons that we feel nostalgic about things um, is is in moments of sadness we kind of reflect on prior moments in our life where we were happy, um, and so video games have sort of extended this to a to a uh, very marketable degree in which they have started to sell people on on previous consoles uh previous video games that you know we played as kids or teens or whatever and uh, we purposefully left out the announcement of the playstation one what is the exact name dakota or marcos it's it's like the playstation
1: playstation one classic
0: PlayStation One Classic. Yeah. So it's a it's a smaller version of the original PlayStation. It comes with twenty games, just twenty games. There's not going to be any added to it. It comes with two controllers, and it plays old PlayStation games. That's what it does. Yeah. And how much is it, Marcos?
1: A hundred bucks, I think. A hundred
0: bucks. A yeah. hundred bucks. Now, Dakota, have you taken a look at the game list per chance of the uh, PlayStation I... One Classic?
2: When it was announced I vaguely remember skimming over a handful yeah. of the games, but I can't remember them.
0: That's okay. So I, th- I think it was excited. nothing
2: Um no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Marcus, How dare you?
2: What about you? Were you excited?
1: <laughs> you heard me when it happened. It was like at three in the morning, some random night we were talking. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was excited. And then uh-huh. I looked at the the game list and I think they remember like three games I was like sorta. Okay, cool, so about two of which that I already own that I can play on my PS4.
0: So let me ask you this then, Dakota. Did you ever play the PlayStation 1?
2: Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about it. And even as I was reading, you know, about nostalgia, right. I kind of thought of like, I, you know, reflected. It, and I have a reason as to why I think I particularly maybe don't feel nostalgic about things. But not that one thing. I am kind of the youngest out of everybody. Uh, like, I had a ps1 when i was five i don't really remember yeah i don't remember playing my playstation i remember i had the land before time game wild thornberry's oh game. god
0: that sounds fun
2: <laughs> <laughs> those were literally the only two the only two games i remember ever playing on the playstation one
0: so kind of before your like memory forming years right or like right yeah. around you know the time where you're so I, I think, and perhaps for Marcos, you know, I, I talk a lot about how I didn't play a whole lot of games. The only PlayStation 1 game I ever remember playing is Rugrats Go to Paris and Angelica's Fashion Show. <laughs> I played those two games with my family oh uh, boy. on the PlayStation 1. And so, you know, I'm looking at this this line of games, and of course there's no Rugrats on the 20 the twenty games that PlayStation offered. Um, so I don't think that I I felt nostalgic about this. Marcos, You played PlayStation 1 as a kid, right? I did. Yeah, Yeah. so how many of these 20 games do you think you played?
1: Like I said, I believe just three. Just three. I think I think it's just the Final Fantasy VII, Tekken 3 for sure I played a ton of, and I believe Wild Arms is the other one that's on there that I have also played.
0: Are you more excited for the games that you played or the ones you didn't play?
1: That I played. Yeah, I don't like the other games that I haven't played. The, the ones that are there on the list, I'm looking at it right now. I don't recognize most of them.
0: Isn't that weird? Okay, so that yeah. that's my I think that's the overarching point here. Marcos is more excited for the games that he's already played,
1: specifically Tekken 3.
0: That's weird, isn't it? Really I mean,
1: happy about that one.
0: I think yeah, that's, that's, very that's weird. really weird. Just <laughs> arriving at that conclusion, it's like, okay, so if you know, I think it sort of works the same way everywhere else. If you were to. Uh, release like a classic set of Alfred Hitchcock films, I'm more excited about the ones I've seen. I only say this because I own a classic set of Alfred Hitchcock
1: films. Of course (laughs) you do.
0: I'm more excited for the ones I've seen than the ones I haven't. And there's this feeling of familiarity that is directly being targeted to people like Marcos uh, is that, Hey, we know you enjoyed this as a kid. Now, don't you want to uh, conjure that feeling again? by playing our PlayStation one for a hundred dollars. It's oh, like, man. right. It's, it's, they it's got interesting. Me. They got you, <laughs> they got you. Now, I want to ask you a question, Dakota. Is this, is this a bad thing or is it a good thing? Is it somewhere in between? What do you, how do you feel about this, this kind of thing?
2: It depends on your perspective towards it, I guess. On one hand, like, yeah, like I, I kind of enjoy that this maybe keeps like those retro games alive that we've talked about dying or does it? Who knows? Right. But I think, you know, it keeps that kind of idea of retro games alive, but also corporations are trying to suck a stride of money using nostalgia.
0: So So, this is this is something that I've actually talked a lot about before um, on the podcast. There's a phrase that, that it's not just for video games, but for any public company, there's a food fiduciary duty. Uh, for them to do whatever they can to make money for their stockholders. That's just the idea. So clearly they think that this isn't, I mean, obviously it's not just for the fans. Like, I think that's how these things are posed. It's like, oh, we're doing this for our fans. Like the ones that <laughs> really care about our our PlayStation classics. We want them to be able to play these games. I don't think that's it. They know they can make money off of this. But Marcos, how do you feel? Do you, do you want more of this kind of thing? Do you want less? What? How do, how, uh, do you feel about it?
1: Give me more. Give me the PlayStation Two classic. Give me the N sixty four classic. let uh, What What's another good one that they can pull off? GameCube classic. GameCube. Right? Yeah, sure. Now
2: come back to me about nostalgia when there's a GameCube classic. See, now that's The next exact one would point.
1: be Dreamcast. You know why? Because that's when Marvel vs. Capcom two can come back. The Dreamcast. The Dreamcast classic has all the fighting games, man.
0: You know, speaking of Marvel vs. Capcom, this week's uh, <laughs> this <laughs> this week's game of the week, our code game is Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Again, guys, feel free to just send that to one of our Twitter accounts. Anything like that, and you'll get a small reward uh, for listening to our podcast. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, I think to, to, you know that's a great point, to code. It's like, okay, we'll speak to me when when GameCube. In like
2: ten years, yeah, yeah,
0: right, and why? Because. <sighs> Those are the games that's, you played, and you remember, and you look back on with, you know, dare I say, nostalgia.
2: Yeah, the, but then the other side is, like, for me, growing up, playing games was because I was, you know, a young girl. I didn't, I, like, to me, that felt like a secret I had to hide.
0: God, that's interesting, playing too. games. We'll need so, a whole episode So, like, that's why I'm, that. like,
2: maybe I don't feel nostalgia towards some things, because... Like Pokemon, you know how long I hid that, like from my, like I wouldn't tell anybody, nobody, nobody that I ever played Pokemon, but I had Pokemon Yellow, I had po, you know every single Pokemon game. Same thing with like the GameCube, I I wouldn't tell anybody.
0: So as some- as a kid who played sports when I was younger, I can kind of obviously in a different and much less drastic way empathize with that that feeling. Um. It's one of those things where I I think there is, especially for me, you know, I played Pokemon. That was the first game that I I played. There is there's always, and Nintendo has, I mean, run the Pokemon <laughs> well dry. Like speaking of, we've got a game coming out in a few days that is is a remake of those those games, right? Dakota, you know, the um, Pokemon Red and Blue. Yeah. So, um, yeah i I think I tend to be more excited for this kind of thing than the normal person i am very nostalgic as opposed to you dakota i'm very nostalgic i i was talking about this the other day uh fortnite has a new season pass out which we didn't really <laughs> talk a whole lot about but one of the things they have in their season pass is music tracks and one of the music tracks is just the original theme the original fortnite theme and i went bonkers but this is the thing that came out a year ago like less than a year ago right i think i started playing fortnite about you know this time last year so it's like they're exploiting my nostalgia for a year ago it we're already to that point where i'm paying just so i can have something i had a year ago um and it just it really is fascinating i think the more we we think about nostalgia the more successful things like the playstation classic uh the snes mini stuff like that the more successful these things are the more we're gonna get so, quick yes or no question, Dakota. Do you think we're getting an N sixty four classic at any point? Yeah. Yeah, Marcos.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Easy money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> who we would all buy that. Yeah, like yeah. that's yeah,
2: easy. I See, I would buy it not for nostalgic purposes because I never had an N sixty four. Mostly because that's kind of just barely out of my like age range. I was just slightly too young to have one.
0: For me, that was the SNES classic. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't, I didn't have an SNES, so no, it, it I have a works 64.
1: both ways. I'll just, I'll, it'll be cute to have a smaller one right next to it. Yeah,
0: that's newer and actually works. Like <laughs> it works.
1: I just have to, you know, do the whole blow into the cartridge, put it in, <laughs> eat that maybe once or twice, and then I can fail at Star Fox after leaving Corneria for like half an hour and then cry.
0: Didn't yeah. they do some sort of research that said that blowing on the the cartridges actually is just like a pseudo effect?
1: You know, yeah, they say know that, that, but that for, like, worked. no, it does work. Trust me. It, it, <laughs> like, you haven't done it yourself. Like, you don't know. Okay. It is the strongest placebo if that is real, but it works.
2: Don't you probably even get some moisture in there from... This game, these games <laughs> are older than you, okay? Like, That's true. It works. Probably. It works. Uh, did you know pokemon i think pokemon's older than me by like a year the franchise smartly.
1: yeah not I, by
2: much but yeah, it is pokemon's, still technically older
0: pokemon came out when i was a wee little baby so it's pokemon is older than me mm-hmm. let's see Technics. let's let's clarify this when did pokemon come out february
2: 1996 6 yep. yes. february 1996.
0: specifically february i was five <laughs> years, old.
2: years old
1: february unbelievable february tell I me two. it was february
2: 96 because i know it is
1: i was i was the big old dose
2: i was not alive I was a little shit.
0: <laughs> do you guys okay no I, I i almost just went down a path i definitely do not want to go on since we're already at 47 minutes of this podcast oh do it uh, no 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 i i was i no i'm not gonna do it no I'm not gonna satiate do it. me
2: right, i want to no, no. know
0: no do so, it just imagine a question about like people experiencing games before they were born like is that a discussion you imagine we could have in what? in one or two minutes
1: oh uh, no
2: no, no. Yeah, i don't so even know what that would it. be i'm like how do i experience a game before i'm born? i don't born?
1: know i don't know either but we're
0: you not going to talk what? about it
2: there i guess that's next week's to topic hint, hint. I
1: think there's a for sure way to do it because you can experience music sort of yeah you know what yeah get into it yeah yeah so there goes that
0: uh i think that'll that'll wrap up this week's this week's episode um thanks marcos and dakota uh why don't we let everybody know where they can find you we have if you you know we're just a member of our podcast we have a lot of things going on right now we are currently expanding our stream team uh we're up to like I think almost ten streamers who are official Epilogue folks. Um, Dakota being regular. one of them. Uh, Dakota, where can where can people find you on Twitch and otherwise?
2: Uh, on Twitch, you can find me at Spy Gina, Spygina, S P Y G I N A. Since I got to spell my names out now, and at Twitter, <laughs> at the Empress. Uh, there's a three in there somewhere. E M P R three S S.
0: Oh, we finally! It's season two. Has brought the. Uh... <laughs> the official Twitter handle. We no longer have to guess. Thank goodness.
2: Whoa. Next episode you will. Okay. <laughs> people are gonna have to start going digging for episodes to find the actual Yeah, handle. make sure
0: to listen to this one. Marcos, uh where can people find you?
1: Just uh look for me on Twitter, Marcos Carmona, Twikie thirty seven, I'm the cute one. Uh you can downright find... gorgeous.
0: <laughs> the season two has upgraded you from the cute one to downright
1: gorgeous. I've been getting ready for my my <laughs> Halloween costume, man. I'm... Oh, I am glowing. Spoil us. who's it going to be? Uh, I'm just going to be dressed up as a old uh, maid. Okay. (laughs) Mini skirt and everything.
0: I wasn't expecting that,
1: honestly. Yeah, I was like,
2: Ben wasn't expecting that. Now I'm just ready to log out. I don't
1: think I'll put on a bra, I think I'll go braless. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Do my hair up a bit though. Mm. And then of course my girlfriend will be full suit, full later
0: the old yes. the old gender swap i like it
1: yeah it's going to be real cute when we you know all right carry on
0: <laughs> so where uh you can find me at benjamin 10 on twitch uh i've been doing sony games for the last couple of months i'm currently playing through Spider-Man um i'm going to play Mega Man 11 soon i didn't talk about games i was excited about but Mega Man 11 yeah i'm i'm really excited to to play that i just played through the entire Mega Man series as you guys all know Uh, you rest your soul yeah and you can find me at Benjamin Plays on twitter if you want to follow me there or you can find us at epilogue games uh on twitter or epiloguegaming.com um for the latest we actually have been doing a pretty good job on the site of breaking down the latest happenings um so if you kind of enjoyed this content make sure to head over to our website where you can find more detailed um written work on this on this kind of thing like um i just wrote an article breaking down the telltale closure and uh you know we we have tons of that kind of stuff over there so thank you guys again for listening make sure to check out our patreon if you haven't already for as little as one dollar a month outside of that marcos and dakota thanks for joining me today and we'll see you yeah. guys next week where our new release schedule is on friday so check check for uh before you head out for your weekend and listen to it whenever you get the chance all right thanks everybody and again our code game of the week what is it this week marcos
1: oh marvel versus capcom infinite
0: okay all right fantastic
1: so, game pick it up please
0: uh <laughs> and to clarify the score is currently zero to zero uh between yeah. marcos and dakota we'll do a better job of keeping track of these the actual point total this this year since there was a lot of discrepancy even amongst common is that real yeah no there there was a lot of people telling us like oh like dakota is actually i don't think anybody said dakota was winning but sometimes dakota was was down by five sometimes dakota was only behind by one and people it didn't seem to agree so
1: damn i'm good
2: there was drama. There
0: yeah, was, was little, discourse, a little, a little <laughs>
2: point discourse, about how much I was behind.
0: <laughs> people, people would get mad at me when I would say things like, "I think Dakota is two points behind." Like they, they want it, they want it neat and orderly this year. I understand. You
1: know what? That's fair. And yeah, that's not like, totally
0: that's
2: fair.
0: It's totally fair. So, all right. But I'm I was ben losing. Holmer. I
2: don't
0: care. <laughs> Dakota and Marcos. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks again for listening.